This podcast is part of the National Archives Voices of the Armistice campaign, commemorating 90 years since the end of the First World War. Hear more voices at nationalarchives.gov.uk forward slash armistice. Part 1 of 3. My name is William Spencer. I am the Principal Military Specialist at the National Archives at Kew. WO 952926. Unit War Diary, 1st 5th Battalion, King's Liverpool Regiment. 11,000 of the Unit War Diaries in the series WO95 have been digitised and you can download them via our Documents Online system, via our website. 1916, 1st of January, Bethune. The day was devoted to the final clean-up and re-equipment of the men, which required much attention after 44 days in the trenches. 6th of January, Bethune. The eve of our departure from Bethune, quartermaster reducing his store, getting rid of accumulation of Christmas parcels. A small bakery created by us was handed over to the 1st Battalion, King's Liverpool Regiment. This bakery had been extremely useful. Biscuits of which any amount were usually to be had were crushed and mixed with flour and rebaked. The bread was very good and much preferred to biscuits. 2nd of February, Saturn. The brigade was inspected by Lord Derby at Yalville in a field northeast of the chateau. Lord Derby arrived at 2.45 and held a conference with the four commanding officers concerning grievances to be rectified. The conference lasted about 15 minutes, during which time all the troops were standing on parade, getting colder and colder. Lord Derby, having inspected the troops, made a short speech in which he promised to do all he could to help the dependents of the men at home. Three cheers were then given and the brigade marched away past Lord Derby in columns of route. 14th of February, Beaumets, 5.30pm. The battalion marched out of the trenches to relieve the 82nd French Regiment. Each company was supplied with two French quiches. The relief was quite straightforward, a little difficulty was found with two different systems of telephones. Many of the French were able to speak a certain amount of English, which greatly assisted the relief. There were no English casualties and no French casualties up to the time of their leaving the trench. The French were very nervous that the relief would be spotted and asked us not to smoke coming into the trenches. In the front line, they only spoke in a whisper, although the Germans were a hundred yards away. On the night of the 13th, 14th, the German artillery were very active at intervals, and it was thought that they had misjudged the relief by a day. 16th of February, trenches, Fichot sector. The length of Fichot sector was measured by Major Woodhouse and found to be 2,200 yards. The length of the line was considered to be far greater than could be held with reasonable safety. The battalion was still unable to get any trench stores. No fuel was available and men were standing in mud and water over their boot tops in most parts of the line. 11th of March, Wai. The snow melted and left the communication trenches full of water. Our place in Boyne Eck, Duke Street, which is below river level, was nearly up to the waist in water. The trench boards floating about on the top. All the billets were swarming with rats. They irritated the men, but did not seem to be vicious. 18th of May. Y.E. right subsector. Battalion very short of officers. The support company has to lend all its subalterns to firing line companies. Second Lieutenant H. Reeve killed almost immediately by premature explosion of a converted bomb which he was about to fire. Two men wounded at the same time. 23rd of May, Y.E. village. At midday, Petit Chateau support point was shelled. Six heavy shrapnel. Second Lieutenant T. Rowe, and 2nd Lieutenant W.A. Hayworth were killed and six officers wounded. The officers were buried at 6pm in Y.E. Cemetery. 4th of June, Y.E. Trenches. 
At 12.15am the raiders left our trench and extended along a ridge which lay 75 yards from and parallel to our line and about 110 yards from the German line. The raiders were in position and signalled all correct at 12.35am. At 12.40am a very intense bombardment was opened on the German front and support trenches on a frontage of about 2,500 yards. Unfortunately, a certain amount of artillery and trench mortar fire fell short and caused many casualties amongst our raiding party. For this reason the fire was stopped at 12.55am and the remnants of the party returned to our trench without having reached the enemy line. Casualties were 10 killed, 39 wounded and 8 missing. This incident showed very much clearly the absolute necessity of allowing an ample margin for artillery and trench mortar error. At 10pm a party of the 5th King's Liverpool Regiment went out to the ridge between our and the enemy lines and recovered two wounded men, six bodies and a quantity of arms and accoutrements. Additional note at the end of June's diaries. On June the 4th, the day after the raid, an act of extraordinary daring was performed by 3156 Rifleman Proctor A, a stretcher bearer. This man crawled out of our trench in broad daylight, made his way to where the two wounded men were lying and tended them. He also lent his cardigan jacket to one who was cold. He crawled back across the 75 yards of open ground which separated him from our trench and reached our lines unhurt in spite of hostile rifle fire. 8th to the 9th of August, Malt 2, Horn Farm area. 3156 Rifleman Proctor AH awarded Victoria Cross for gallant conduct at Waii on June 4th, 1916. 21st November, Ypres, Railway Wood Sector. Very quiet except usual hostile machine gun activity. Thick fog all day. Second Lieutenant HF Stewart wounded and captured whilst on patrol duty opposite our company, night of the 21st 22nd. 25th of December, Ypres, Billiter Coal, Ramparts. No working parties found. C and D companies came into Ypres under cover of darkness and were billeted in vicinity of prison Ypres. At 12.30pm the battalion sat down to a dinner to celebrate Christmas Day, this being the second Christmas the battalion had spent at the front. The building was a church in vicinity of railway station and was suitably decorated for the occasion. At 1pm the general officer commanding the division and the lieutenant colonel commanding the brigade honoured the proceedings by their presence. During the afternoon the enemy shelled Ypres rather heavily. Night quiet, casualties, sick, one. The medal cards of 3156 Rifleman Arthur Proctor can be found in the World War I campaign medals list. He is also in the Victoria Cross Register. All of these are available from documents online. This podcast is a recording of extracts taken from records at the National Archives and is a copyright of the Crown. 